It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC. Join in the shout out. Ruben Blood. Blade. Blood is whatever the hell his name Blades, is. I think. He played, remember, a building superintendent in the Lower East Side, not far from where you're residing. He gives a shout out to every Hispanic speaking nation in the Western Hemisphere and El Biste. Do you know what El Biste is? No. That's the train that runs from the southern border of Mexico. Right on up uh, to the northern border with Texas, where everybody jumps on top and they're waving oh, yeah. as they go by. <laughs> El Biste. So now um, Eric Adams did his tour. Mexico. He started in Mexico City, Puebla, Quito, and Ecuador. Today he was in the jungles uh, of Colombia, where a lot of people pass from Colombia into the Isthmus of Panama through the jungles. And then he's back tonight to party hardy, raise the roof, and then return tomorrow. What has he accomplished in this trip? Because I got to tell you, I thought it was basically to tell everybody to stay there. And yet in his many appearances, he barely mentions that. In fact, he went to a homeless shelter in Ecuador, which is just a stopover for Venezuelans. He never once said, do yourself a solid, just... Don't go to New York City. We're overwhelmed. There's no room. There's no jobs. There's no money. He just said, good job, good job. Now, if you happen to be a Venezuelan, you say, hey, this is a good guy, man. Can't wait till I get to New York City. This guy sends out mixed messages. Well, this was your idea. You said must have been, we got to go back to the table. We, we used to, a couple of months ago, you said, how come he never goes down there and negotiates with Abbott or comes to the border, sees what's going on? I want to say, look, people who are getting ready to travel from Venezuela to New York, no New York benefits, no New York streets, no New, they, they know what they're doing. This, the, this, this, the circuit of information that sure. immigrants get is pretty intense. They've yeah. all got a phone. They all know what's going on. They did not need to be told. And that's why, to be honest with you, they read about the protests you've been leading. Believe me. Curtis Lewa is a known entity in these countries. Well, they look at me with the reverie and think, hey, is that the son of Hugo Chavez? <laughs> exactly. Who side is he on? A but, Chavista. A Chavista. But the, the, the idea here, here's the thing is going down and saying there's no room at the end. You're not going to get what you think you're going to get. These policies are changing, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not opposed to that. I think you can do it from here just as easily. Go on on Univision. Go on uh, on Noticias. You know, because people are following this stuff very, very carefully. Yeah, those are international networks. Right. People people know what are going on. What's going on down there? Um, and if anything, the symbolism that Joe Biden is doing, meaning that they're going to start doing flights to return people to Venezuela. They announced that about people leaving Cuba. One person went back to Cuba exactly. because no one actually does because they still know I can declare asylum. Of course. And they can still get to stay there. 
the whole thing with the wall suddenly uh, Biden is going to do something. All of it is about saying symbolically, hey, don't come here, despite the fact that it's the TPS that kind of says come here. Yes. So I don't have a problem with him doing it, but I will agree with you about one thing. If he has no discipline about what he's saying, he was asked, Noam Layton paid a cut earlier about uh, um, uh, uh, um, Adam saying, Adam saying, coming up with an opinion about whether there should be a border wall or not. Just be quiet. You don't know these issues well enough. Just focus on the stuff has to do with New York. If you want to go down to Venezuela, it should be like you just said. Every place should be, hey, you might think that things are great. You might be told by human smugglers that they're good. You might be paying someone money to bring you there thinking that telling you that everything is great. It's not. Here's a big blow-up poster of what it looks like and show them a tent in in Orchard Beach that's dripping through with water. Show them pictures of protests in Staten Island and say, look, we have... Actually, uh, send them the picture, the most famous picture, is when he purposefully let people stay out in the streets outside of the Roosevelt Hotel. We know that was purposefully done where they're all laying down and they look like, oh, my God, do we really want to go there? No, it's, it's it looks worse quiet. there than it does. But still, it's too late. It's it, too late. Perhaps it's too late. I'm not, again, you know, all the time mayors travel to other places to say stuff. Usually it's to encourage people to visit and to show that we, we're in kinship with them. And I, I would not be surprised if as soon as it's available, you'll have Eric Adams flying to Israel to show solidarity in there. But the problem has been all along – on the migrant stuff, is they've been all over the map. Come, here's your PlayStation, you're going to get to play. Wait, we're at a bit. Standing up at, at town hall meetings and say, well, I've never seen a problem like this. It's worse than COVID. It's worse than 9-11. Then swerving again and saying, okay, we're going to open up something at Floyd Bennett Field and let them work. It has been all over the map. Wait, it's pivot and shift. It's a pivot lot, and, a now, lot. I would agree. Now, listen, listen to what he went on record and said last week, which – I never heard this before. I immediately consulted city council people, staff, because staff knows more than the council people itself. They had never heard of this. Maybe you have. Uh, Could you please play Eric Adams talking about New York City policy? We believe the borders should remain open. That's the official position of this city. But we have made it clear there should be a decompression strategy. All right, enough of that. I wanted the shortcut. Uh, typical. I ask for but something were, but, and I get, you know uh, I get Ugats. He was saying that. He was saying that because just earlier in the week, I think a deputy mayor came out and said that she's in favor of, in answering your question well, that's, on WPIS. That's his sister from another planet, Iris, who is right. his spiritual advisor, who he, said she, she, she was in favor of sealing the border. See, closing, you know, closing the border, open the border. Look. This whole open the border, close the border, there's not a freaking door at the border. Can everyone just stop talking like this? It's straight out of Fox News talking but point kind of stuff. there is no policy. Well, he can say. I, 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 but he's, he's sounding oftentimes now like Biden. You said the policy of New York is to support open borders. Where is that written? Where was the proclamation? Now we got to keep his feet to the fire. Oh, wait a minute. Now, when you're the mayor of the city of New York, you can say it's my policy, and that, well, that makes it the policy say of the it's city. my policy. Well, that makes it the policy but of the city. But it's not the policy of the city. There's it's never no been law. said before. There's no there's none of this, this. We're not talking about the laws of the city of New York except for this Callahan thing. We're not talking about, like, you know, there's an open and closed policy. I think what he was he was cleaning up a mess. That was created by having his deputy mayor say, "We support closed borders." You don't even know. By what the that way, means. she's not a deputy mayor. Nobody really knows what her role is. 
she gets paid the most money, but she's no longer next to him in the Politburo. I don't know if you noticed, but before he left on this trip. Who was it that said it? It was Iris, uh-huh. uh, whatever her name is, who's always calling up uh, John and telling him to fire me every day. Right. She is the right-hand person of Eric. She's been there all throughout his borough presidency. That's his spiritual sister. She's the one who accompanies him to the churches when he says that God spoke to him 30 years ago. Nobody knows where the role is, because officially there is no, no role I other think, than I advisor. I think Iris Rodriguez Rosa. Was, no, 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 no. Wrong, 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 wrong. You got the wrong one. Yeah, yeah, I, I realize. She's the first. To, uh, yeah, you're right. I got the wrong one. Yeah, this, uh, there is no defined position for this woman. Other, oh, no, you mean uh, you, Iris Adams? That, no, no, no. no. God, you, you, these I'm, are your peeps. <laughs> just Googling. I'm, I should know better. By God. I should know. I actually right, saw she it. is the sister of Eric Adams, the spiritual advisor, the one who accompanies him everywhere, and especially to churches when he says that he speaks to God, and she's nodding her head in approval. Right, right. A self-appointed reverend. Uh, basically, he didn't. He never goes anywhere. Now she's number three in the queue. Right. She's been pushed back a few notches, although uh, Eric Adams says, I love this woman. I, I love her. She's been there with me every step of the way. She calls up John Katsimatidis every day and wants Curtis Lee were fired. Yeah, go ahead. Knock yourselves yeah, out, I City mean, Hall. She, she's right about that. But, uh, but putting that aside, you're right. They have been all over the map. If I were to give them advice, I would say shut up about immigration policy, focus on running the city of New York, focus on getting the Callahan decision changed or waived or whatever, Focus on working with other members of, uh, of government to try to get the funding for this. Stop complaining so much in public about how difficult your life is. This is, look, you want to be mayor. I wanted to be mayor. You should always hope that you serve as mayor during challenging times for your city. That's what makes a great mayor. Now, who would want to be mayor when everything was easy? This is a challenge. It's going to be wait, hard. Wait, he's always saying, and you've heard him in many public appearances, you know, they tell me that this is the second hardest job in America, second toughest job. When does it start getting tough? How many times has he said yeah, that? Yeah, he said that line a few times. I That's mean, true. come on. This is a tough job. And he's actually making it tougher now by giving us all vertical because he's moving no, but constantly. This is, there's constantly. no doubt about it. And you have been a little bit, look, you deserve some criticism here as well. I have asked you several times what you would have, you would do. You gave answers like, I'm going to stand in front of the buses, I'm going to turn them exactly. around, whatever it is. Right, exactly. I am going to pledge that I, on my first day in office, I'm going to uphold the laws of the state of New York, and then I'm going to go out and violate oh, them. Oh, excuse me. They all do that. They all pledge. No. And they violate the so, laws. All right, but you're saying as part of your campaign platform is yes. you are going to go yes. violate the I am going to block the buses. I am going to tell the bus drivers with the authority of the city of New York, you cannot. No, no, no. That's not the authority of the city of New York. The authority is going to arrest me. We are a nation and a city of law. Anthony, ask me. Answer me. Who's going to arrest me? Nobody's arrested Abbott. Isn't what he's doing a violation of federal law? Of course it is. How? What do you mean? He's putting people on buses. You're not putting it. No one can. No one's getting forced to get on those buses. Oh, come on. Well, if someone's forced to get on a bus, then, Come on, a, then a crime is being committed. No, they're being yeah, well, told. We well, will, didn't, you people, suggest that, didn't you suggest that with Martha's Vineyard? These, didn't they say well, that, that over and over? That well, was how different. come he hasn't been arrested? That, 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 that is different. That, that they, they were telling people something that well, wasn't why? true. Why? Because Curtis, there is people no enforcement. Come, people want to come to New York. Once they're here lawfully, they're allowed to come to New York, and they want to. 
That's why it's important that the message coming out of Eric Adams' mouth is not. So hey, let me say, yeah, you're at the Port Authority. You tell the bus driver, guess what? You're going back to Washington. Who does? You are not this. The mayor, the sheriff, you're gonna the go, police commissioner. You're going to go stand there and say, oh, and, and by this yes. time, within five minutes, a court tells you you can't do that. You're going to ignore the court order? Arrest me. The people would be so supportive I'm of the mayor. I'm people support lawlessness all the time. Excuse me. This is a lawless city now. There's anarchy that prevails. People get to do whatever they want to do. You're making my point. If you're saying that as mayor, your solution is going to be to violate the law... That does we not violate a... the law every day in this country. No, we've had the Callahan decision is the reason we're in this Good. mess, observing Go, the law. And what has Eric Adams done about that for the past year? He's, year? he's gone into court to try to get oh, it now, changed. Now, a year later. He's gone into court to try to get it changed. But I want to tell you, I said this to you a year ago. It's going to be a difficult thing to get changed because the city agreed to it, and the opponent in the case has to agree to change it. Fine, fine. It's not, it's you a... could go to court. You can knock yourself out with press conferences. People want a mayor to protect their rights, their interests, not illegal aliens. It would be very popular to stand in front of a bus, but when you're the mayor of the city of New York, just doing very popular things is not what the job is. It's and, doing hard that's, things. Hey, excuse me. And what hard things is he doing? Traveling to South America. I am not. Disputing. Oh, that is so difficult. Yes, but 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 I am not disputing that Eric is not doing things right. But I am saying to well, you, let me tell that you. the easy answers that are being floated by some people, nicknamed Curtis Lee, are just not practical. Well, so far, my answers are working. It We're is, the only place okay. in America that has put up impediments. Curtis, it takes a great man to build a barn, but any jackass can kick one down. Let me tell you something. A bad, stopping Do you know what Eric happened. Adams' biggest problem is? Chicago. Eric Adams' biggest problem is is that film after film, we see black residents of Chicago disparaging the illegal aliens, saying, not in our backyard, screaming at their socialist mayor, we elected you, you have forsaken us. You don't think that's going to travel like wildfire through the African-American community here in the city of New York? The politics of immigration are terrible. They always have been. The politics of new arrivals is always bad. That does not change. Hasn't changed in the history of our country. People come through the turnstiles. They look to the guy behind them and say, get out of my country. And politicians like Frank Rizzo have benefited by turning people against each other. Through the turnstiles, as long as you pay your fare, we don't care. But when you jump the turnstile, that's when people get angry. And this is the equivalent of people jumping the turnstile. They get more benefits than anyone else. Oh For God. instance, have you been to an asylum shelter versus... I have a not. Re- Let me tell you the difference. You go to a shelter in which you have Americans who are housed, according to the Callahan decision. They have the right to shelter. They have a curfew. They have a metal detector. They have to be searched for weapons, for drugs, drug paraphernalia. For alcohol. That does not happen. So you want that to happen? Absolutely. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't you have a cop? I am, I am fine. Well, Look, we are in a weird space here. In the, I, I agree. I, having curfew is fine, but that's not your problem. Your problem is not that you'll be fine with them opening in Staten Island if they have a curfew and, and lie detectors and, and detectors. Yeah, but and why the double things. standards? Why, if this is a shelter, it's defined as a shelter. Why don't the same rules apply? I would imagine if the city, the city administrators were sitting here, they say we were put in this position. 
We were rushing to keep up with it. And just like we had to give them a few extra days to get their inoculations before they went to school, everything is kind of being done half-baked as we catch up with this problem. That's this what I would year. imagine they would say. This has been a, an entire year. I understand, but it's a little they bit like... They hang out 24 hours a day. They're carousing in the Wait, street. Wait, hold on a second. They're neighborhood who's, after neighborhood that's complaining. They? Look... Lady Gaga's father made a big stink about the fact he's right on West 70th Street if you're and they're out all If night you're long. telling me that we have no end to tape of people on the street saying that they don't like the migrants, Anthony, I believe you. Would you acknowledge the same standards need to apply if you're an American being housed in a New York City shelter that we're paying for? Why are the same rules and regulations not applied? I acknowledge that's a compelling argument, but the people are standing up and saying we don't want the migrants here is what is really being said. No, no. In Manhattan, who has said that? There hasn't been one demonstration. Has there been? Let me. So, not so, one demonstration. So, what are some places you think they should send the migrants? Oh, well, let's face it: the Milford Plaza, the old Milford Plaza. They've been there a year, right? New York Row. No demonstrations. I there. have seen you down. I have seen you down there saying saying that they, this place is, is is over. Look, the 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 family hotel. The families in the hotels. The individual single men are in the shelters. This is a terrible situation. That if you're saying that you want everyone to have the same standards of coming and going and whatever, fine. I'm fine with that. But right now, the problem yeah, is if you a say sheer to the city, numbers problem. If you say that to the city, they say no, we can't do that. Why? They're asylum seekers. What difference is that? They're human beings. There's rules and regulations wherever you go. You can't steal a car because you're I an asylum seeker, right? I am, I am fairly certain that under the Callahan decision, you can. there are things you're allowed to do in shelters. I think the city is allowed to do these different there things. There are. There's old I rules and regulations. I am totally fine with it, but that has not been – all I'm saying is that if the idea is fine – We'll take these asylees so long as they get vetted at the shelters that they're in. Fine. I don't have a problem with that. Good. That's not by and large Good. what people so are saying. So I want you to file what? a friend of the court brief when I announced that this week. Yeah, but Why is it there are double standards? All right. So And you're going to go out to Staten Island and say no. that if you – hold on. That if you screen them the way you do other places, no. I'm fine with I'm them being there. I'm going to do that right here in the city of New York and Manhattan where it is so obvious that none of these restrictions are put into place. If I, I have no problem if you said the sentence, if they come here, they get treated like other people who are getting housing from the city, that's fine. That's not what the conversation has been. The conversation has been, I'm going to turn the buses around, I'm going to not let them in, get get lost. That's not practical. Now, Anthony, if they were on your block, would you be as open-minded? I, my block's a mess recently. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, no, it's all of a sudden. Not in my backyard. No, no, I'm just my, saying. My block's I'm a mess listen, already. My, my, the, 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 the school where my son goes to school converts into a homeless facility on the weekends when kids aren't there. They, we, we try to do our part. I get it. And I, I get that people are unsettled by all this, but we have 500,000 fewer citizens than we had, fewer people in the city rather than we had before COVID. And now we're going to have and you seen the tuberculosis back. rates released by the Department of Health of the city of New York. We had almost none a year ago. We now are in an emergency situation. What is the only thing that's changed in a year? Oh, well. Yeah, you know, that's what's called an ad hoc ergo propter hoc error. Yes, the sun also came up yesterday. That doesn't mean that the, so, the, wait. That the homeless people so, well, had well, to well, do well, with that. Who are the people who brought tuberculosis in with them? We have no. We, we, this, yeah, because we, nobody's been checked. Nobody get you, no one got checked before the um before the the migrants came in and we just had regular people coming on JFK. No one gets checked. Well, what are you talking? Well, we have millions of people coming in every year. Wait a second. 
These are coming in from third world countries where TB is coming rampant. From, from, from Venezuela. They're yeah, coming yeah, in from Venezuela. Guaranteed you the Isn't people that, who are okay, flying in were okay. not born impoverished Hold from the favelas second. and Have the colonias. Have you been to JFK? JFK, we take people I've from... I've been to JFK all the time. We, we house them there at JFK. Never mind hundreds of thousands. We have millions of people coming into JFK. You want to screen so, them for tuberculosis? I'm fine wait, wait, if you want to start doing that. Now, what, let me get this straight. For years, we've had flights into JFK. No problems with tuberculosis. We have problems with all the kinds of diseases. The only thing in we've had in the past year is allowing these why, migrants in. Why don't and you... now we have an epidemic of tuberculosis. Maybe we blame them for Ebola. Well, we yeah. get stuff in New York. It's just because let it me, happened while the migrants are coming in. Let me explain another factor. You're in a tent with a thousand single able-bodied men. You have tuberculosis. It's going to get cold. You start so coughing. So are we checking it's them for tuberculosis spread, no. or not? So we have no idea whether any of these people no, brought they in tuberculosis. don't get any medical check. Why wouldn't we be giving them medical checks? If you're going to do that at JFK, let's do it. No. Why would you do why? it for 100,000, not do it for 30 million? When you have 1,000 people in a tent, some of them coughing, you're not going to give everybody what a else? tuberculosis Let me check? Ask, what else would you like to check them for? Well, right now we have a tuberculosis emergency. What else would you like to check them for? What, no, right COVID? Now. Should we test them for COVID? Full medical test. What is full, full vaccination? I don't even get that here. What are you Anthony, full medical you're tests? already here in a first world country. Do you realize when you look at El Biste coming in? We are a city These of... are poor and impoverished people Listen. on the top of those strains coming from favelas and colonias. Actually, where they these... have no medical treatment. Hold on a second. Actually, a lot of the people that are coming are the ones that are most able to get up and leave, which means they have a few shekels in their pocket. All I'm saying to you is right now at JFK, without any migrant crisis at all, like six million people are coming in. Are you saying we're going to check all of them Anthony, too? Anthony, we had a problem with tuberculosis we coming have, to JFK. Have, tuberculosis has emerged in the last year. What's the only thing that's I changed in the last year? 125,000 people have come in here as migrants no, the other thing, on buses five million from people, Texas. Five million people came from other places. Bird flu, Ebola, we get stuff wow, here because you, we're New York. As a health emergency, if you were a doctor... You have to identify where is the source of the problem coming. Go to the biggest numbers then, JFK. That's the bigger really, number. Really? Uh, you know? It's a much bigger number we, coming we, in there. We would have to move the hell out of New York City if you were the mayor implementing that and not going to where the no. source of the problem is. Here's what. Here's how it would be different. And I'm glad you posed it that way. The way it would be different is that Joe Biden, who's incapable of communicating anything, and, and Eric Adams, who communicates four things within the space of an hour, with Mayor Anthony Weiner, it would have been, some straight talk about why we have this problem, what the city is trying to do to deal with it, some quiet talk with the governor and with the president and the administration about how we get some help in doing you, it. You you quiet, you and, being quiet. No, but I what I would what I would say, well, some things he says in public that he should shut up about, some things he says um, behind closed would doors. Would you meet with Abbott? About. Would you have met with Abbott? I would meet with him and debate him just to humiliate no, him in public. No, no, that would be good that you would at least meet with him because no, he the controls Eric, the spigot. He, by no, calling him a madman, he it. doubled the no, numbers. he didn't do anything. If if he was trying to send people to Detroit, he would have no luck filling those buses. He's not a magic man. People want to come to New York, and he made it easier. Why did they want to come York? to New York? Because we're New York. Who but invited them of, in originally of, and offered them everything under the sun? Can't you say Eric Adams? We're New York City. You don't need an embossed invitation. But what helped 
invite to get people to come here was the Callahan decision. They knew housing was available. No, 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 no. They the didn't fact know that. that there are other Latin uh, Latin Americans that are here. The fact that we have jobs. The fact that we're in New York bloody city. Eric, all immigrants Why can't come you here. say Eric Adams invited them in the beginning? He I'm called saying, Abbott a racist. He said we're a sanctuary uh, stop city. With Abbott. Come here and look at all the things we're going to give you. Do New York City has had that posture? For generations and generations and Who generations. Who ever made that statement that you're going to get PlayStations, you're going to stay in hotel rooms, we're going to give you culturally appropriate this, food, iPhones, smartphones, health care. Who the hell ever said that? Okay, I don't think he said all those things. Yes, I think he did. Doing, I think doing the poll to do, here's your PlayStation, here are the comfortable chairs and everything else. If we would have known then that this was going to be a, a year and a half, two-year problem rather than a blip, then maybe I, I wouldn't have done it. I don't think he's handled this particularly Anthony, well. I've been saying that since day one. You're crazy. You are inviting you in a think, tsunami. If you think that someone in Venezuela needs to be told New York, oh, Governor Abbott's putting me on a bus, sure, I'll go there. If he says Duluth, Minnesota tomorrow, you think they go to Duluth? But they didn't want to go to Martha's Vineyard. They were forced to go there, no, there they with were told, all your liberal, no, progressive friends. They were told they friends. were getting work papers there. Oh, that was yeah, fraud. With, with all your political friends. Hey, hey, come come to Martha's Vineyard. But, you know, by the time it's dark, get the hell out of here and go to Nantucket. Is it Maria Torres Springer we were trying to think no, of? No, man, I am so surprised at you. You are so out of sync. I'm not even going to tell you what this woman's name looking. is. I'm going to keep looking. The spiritual advisor of Eric Adams who tells him that God has chosen him to be mayor. Boy, you are so out of sync with the, the person who calls up every day wanting me fired here at WABC. Ingrid Lewis Martin? Yes. There you go. Very good. It only took me nine I realize there are a lot of women in the city administration now. You said Iris. You threw me off. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's the I factor. They all want me fired at City Hall. Guess what? You can all kiss my tuckers. Costa Rica. Colombia. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. Well, well, well. Anthony Weiner, I think I'm going to have to take up the opportunity to visit the south side, west side of Chicago, where I've spent years with the Guardian Angels there. And it's black people who are asking me to come and help them organize, because you've seen the community meetings where the mayor has attended, brand new mayor, Democratic Socialist of America Johnson. And everyone in the crowd is 
appear to be African-American. I don't see, you know, the socialists there. Now, nobody wants to go into these huge communities. They are angry black people. You could see they're middle-aged or older, not young people. And they are almost threatening to do violence against these migrants. Now, by the way, they live side by side with Mexicans and other Central Americans in various neighborhoods, uh, Pilsner, Little Village, all these places. So it's not like they're not used to them. They just don't want these people in their neighborhoods there because they're, they're utilizing services that they would normally get. This is going to spread like wildfire. I guarantee you this is going to spread like wildfire. A guy like Eric Adams, that's his base in other cities. That's their base because we have African-American mayors in most of these cities. Once it reaches the boiling point there, and the reason I would get involved, myself and the Guardian Angels, is they're threatening violence. And it's already a very violent city that's out of control. I'm going to try to put a cap on that and say, look, you can't harm the migrants. They're just political pawns in all of this. Direct your anger at your elected officials who have forsaken you. Because they're having meetings and they're telling you there's nothing you can do. We're putting them in your community center. We're putting them in your park. And uh, you can just sense in these meetings, and we're just seeing clips, but I'm having guardian angels who at the meetings who say, Curtis, these people are talking violence. we got to do something before they go over the top and they start harming these people, which, let's face it, in Chicago, eh, pretty good chance. I mean, they harm one another in the streets of Chicago every day. It would take nothing for a gang to decide that they were going to go out and hurt migrants Basically, as a trophy to the community, I see that's why you need to support us here in the south side of Chicago, yeah. west side of Chicago. I look, I mean, let, a couple of things that, that I would say about the Chicago situation. One, if you look at the mayor of Chicago and their governor, Pritzker, who wants to be president, you see how different they are dealing with Washington. They are, they're getting meetings. They, they can get Biden on the phone. They're making their case. Prisker because he knows this is a liability later on, and Johnson because of what you said. Secondly, Chicago, a lot of people made the mistake of believing when Johnson got elected. A lot of people here on, on this station did as well, thinking, oh, my God, I can't believe Chicago chose the social democratic guy. No, they chose the black guy. You know, what happens in, in Chicago politics is it's much more of a Latino black split, and then whites sometimes get in because of the other two are fighting. So a, a conflict already exists kind of below the surface correct. that Absolutely it isn't nearly as acute here in New York. But the other thing that's going to wind up happening, in my view, is that, and like I said at the very beginning, these migrants are very tied into what they should expect when they get to these various cities. If it seems like it's not a welcoming environment, they're going to go elsewhere. That's why I keep saying to you that it doesn't matter what buses people put anyone on. They're going to places like Chicago and New York because they think there are jobs there. There are other people with similar communities that speak Spanish, et cetera, et cetera. But you're right that the message that's starting to filter out is this message of, look, that maybe New York and and Chicago are not the places we want to go. Maybe now that we have temporary protected status, we can go perhaps look for jobs in the dairy belt of the country or upstate New York or who knows. Um, I, I think it's going to. It's going to get to that place. But you're right. If you already live in a community that feels that they're not getting their fair share to turn on the TV and see, you know, the the perception, even if it's not real, the perception that folks are jumping over you in line or taking resources that that you're supposed to be getting. But remember, both New York and Chicago, something else in common. They've emptied out. 
We had 1.1 million school kids before COVID. Now there's 900,000. So having some more kids in the school is not the end of the world. But, you know, it, well, here's, it, a, here's the history of how gangs form. MS-13, now the most vicious predatory gang in the world. It's a global gang. Or a group of young Salvadorian men who average size, maybe five foot, five foot two. They're not very ominous. They came out of the Civil War of El Salvador. They settled first in Los Angeles. And the Mexican gangs preyed on them. Mexicans tend to be larger in terms of their physicality. They were abusing them, beating them up, stabbing them, robbing them. The El Salvadorians were being hired because they would work for less money than the Mexicans. So there's tension. So they formed MS-13. Same reason that Italy and Italy in Sicily, they formed the Black Hand, the Mafia, to drive the French out when the French had colonialized them. So the idea is you form the gang to protect yourself against your predators. And then what you historically do, start shaking down your own, intimidating your own, becoming a threat to your own community. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen in Chicago. The Venezuelans and the others who are going there are going to end up organizing gangs to protect themselves. I don't know. That's that's a kind of an apocalyptic view. What's but really it's it's the history. I understand. Of what we've but seen. what is but what is happening? Gangs in New York. I you saw that film. I that Scorsese but, film. But by and large, people who make this long migration to try to come to New York and to the United States are usually for a better way of life economically. And so what they're going to do is they're going to be integrated and they're going to start working and there's going to be turbulence just like there always is. You know how I know that? Because it always is that way. It was that way when the Dominicans came and, and, and supplanted the Puerto Ricans. It was then the Mexicans that supplanted the Dominicans. Before that, it was the Irish and the Jews and everything. Like some, sometimes people like come up to me and say, oh, when the Irish and the Jews, it was a little bit different. That was a, that was a hundred years ago now. It's now we, we see what happens. They're traveling this distance to try to get economic freedoms. All this other stuff about persecution and everything else, by and large, it's for economic opportunities. Of course. And Our, why are they traveling here? Because they can't. Because we've made it easy. No, here's what we've done. No, we've done the opposite. We have taken away any legal way to come here to work. There's no legal pathway anymore. We've created this crisis by design. When the funding was slashed for these programs, it was by design. When Trump didn't reinstitute them, they were by design. We think everything is about building a wall and a fence. Oh. If we leave opportunities for people to yeah, come in here lawfully your to old work. Boss, your old boss, Schumer, had a press conference in which he basically said we need worker bees because too many of our citizens have actually followed the advice of Planned Parenthood and used marital contraceptions, and we haven't had enough children so that they can enter the workforce. He said that. Well, that's true. We we do. Well, we, excuse we me. do have a population problem. We can't problem. do it both ways. No, no, we have no. What I'm saying is that immigration is our path to success as a city. We know that because it always has been. But and if you say, well, everyone should follow the laws. There are no legal pathways to come here to work anymore. Excuse me. Your guy Eric Adams says it's going to destroy the city. Yes. What's destroying the city is that we have a process that's completely broken by design by your Republican friends. By well, design. Well, well, my Republican fix... friends, we have no say in New York State, hundred... New York City. Wait a minute. You didn't have any say in 2017 and 18 when Donald Trump was in president? Was they a president? weren't coming. Uh, we never accused the Blasio of about? housing illegal hold, aliens. Hold on a second. You don't remember? The we accused the Blasio of everything else. Never this. No, but the migrant caravans, you don't remember that? Locking up people in cages, you don't remember that? You don't remember? The, the backlog when for asylum. When did we have any illegal aliens or migrants here that were the result of that? The asylum crisis began not in 2023, my friend. When did we ever blame Bill de Blasio for housing migrants? 
Never. It wasn't a no, problem I'm here. saying we talked about immigration as a process that helps New York. And I'm saying that the immigration system is broken by your Republican friends. And now you're saying, oh, look at the mess we have. Yes, you created a mess. You and your party created well, well, this mess. We created the mess. You are all in power now. You control the presidency. Nope, control you the control House. the executive. You control the Senate. You control the state government here. You control the city Wait, government. But you second. can't do anything. Let's do one at a time. Let's do one at a time. We control the White House. And we control the Senate right now. And the, the House of Representatives has no speaker because of the audacity of the Republican speaker to even keep the government open. And you're saying these wait, people wait, are reasonable? Wait, wait. And the rebels who said, you know, we'd like an opportunity to actually read the bills first no, they before said, we no, vote oh, wait on Wait a minute. It. You forget. They wanted a 30% cut in, in, um, in, wait, in, wait, in, 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 in the administration down there. You served in the House. They said, we would like to be able to actually read the legislation that we're voting on instead of being that, told by our That leaders, was a McCarthy thing for don't, 72 hours. Well, as it was with Pelosi, remember Pelosi. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, vote for it. You could read yeah. the health care bill afterwards. They said, no, that's got to end. Who said that? The rebels. No, no, no. The rebels was one of their 15 excuses for why they no, were no, rebelling. No, but as you they would wanted agree more. that as a congressman, you should have had the right to be able to read the legislation that you they were voting on. They didn't care about that. They cared that they well, they extended the government I open for another 45 days. But that was one days. of their beefs, which is a beef in the state legislature where there are three men in the room and nobody gets to read the legislation, but it's all packed together in the budget at the last second. You got to vote on everything together. You cannot itemize things. They passed a defense appropriation bill with one no vote, and then these crazies on the floor said, oh, no, we got to kick gays out. We can't, we can't let women get abortions. And no, you can't recruit in black communities anymore, so we're going to jam up so the whole bill. You like the system the way it is, where there are I three men, three women in a room, whatever. Not. As a matter of fact, episode 50 of The Middle Unplugged, I talk about the idea that even the broken clock is right twice a day, that we should have the 12 appropriation bills passed. But we also have divided government. If you are unwilling and you're going to punish the speaker for the audacity of working with Democrats to keep government open, then you can't say, oh, my God. It is. You know what it is? It is the guy that killed his parents and then claims he should, Anthony, he should get, nobody uh, get knew, lenience because he's, nobody he's knew uh, who uh, McC- uh, Nobody knew who McCarthy was before. In a month's time, they won't even remember fair him. Fair enough. You'll have a new speaker. Scalise was already lobbying for the job before they took the vote. The point I'm making is that immigration is generally good for America. Chuck Schumer was making the correct point. We don't have... Fertility rates necessary to sustain our well, economy. Is he saying we shouldn't be using marital condoms? We no. shouldn't be trying to keep the population lower? He's, I thought we have a crisis, 8 billion people are, in the world. We are a country like no other. We sustain ourselves with immigration. That's what we do. That's our thing. Well, I hate to tell you, That's with, our thing. with AI and mechanization <laughs> and robotics, uh, we're not going to need a lot of these people it's, to be doing the jobs prob- that typically we wanted them to do. It's electric cars' fault. It's all these electric Electra, cars. Electric cars' <laughs> fault. Uh, anyway, as we continue, we got to get back to what happened overnight. I was able to broadcast live here at WABC. Almost no other uh, broadcast outlets were doing it. This is a time when CNN shines because they have the resources, they have the personnel. But if you tried to get information on what was taking place as uh, Hamas and all their affiliates had sprung loose from behind the fences of Gaza and had invaded the state of Israel... You heard it here at WABC. I gave you the blow-by-blow description of what was happening. I didn't have all the details. Noam Layden filled in what was missing all during the day. 
And now you have the number one Zionist in the world here, Anthony Weiner, who might well be joining the IDF as we speak, wanting to be in a helicopter gunship going to the border with Gaza and taking care of business. As the art of revenge is in full effect right here at WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. So overnight, it was about halfway through my program to the break of dawn, and I had seen the breaking news. It looked like um, elements of Hamas or their subsidiaries. And remember, you don't just go in and out of the Gaza. I was in the Gaza years ago, 50th anniversary of the State of Israel, when they really didn't have you blockaded out like they do now on both sides. The Egyptians have you blockaded, so you can't go through the Sinai the Israelis have you blockaded, so you can't go uh, in Israel. Fences, Checkpoint Charlie, satellites honed in on every movement. A lot of drones. And yet this was a very well-prepared attack by Hamas and their surrogates. Caught the Israelis sleeping, there's no doubt about it. This was uh, the equivalent of 9-11 for them. We were caught sleeping. And they invaded Israel. They actually ran trucks and other um, troops into the areas, took over villages, uh, went into kibbutzes, uh, killed Israelis, killed soldiers, took hostages. And in Israel, one Jew is worth a thousand prisoners. We've seen that before. They have no problem in taking a uh, potential terrorist who is uh, incarcerated in their in their jails, releasing that person if it can free a 1,000. So it's not like here in the United States where we hem and haw. No, let's let's do it. Or even get a body back of a dead uh, IDF uh, soldier. Which is also why it's it's not an open and shut question whether they go into Gaza right now. Because remember, you go into Gaza, the chances are that they start killing hostages. Um, It is, yeah, I mean, this is a, 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 the the real equivalent a lot of people are talking about is the 1973 Yom Kippur War. This is Sim Kastor. This is a holiday as well there. And it could be that that the same types of things happen. The difference is in 1973 is that was in the north of the country. It's kind of sparsely populated. It was in the Golan. It was in the Sinai Peninsula. This is you have communities that are right up against the border. These you know places like Sterot, you know, who are right there. And and this was this had been in the works for a while. And now that another thing to think about is there is a blockade going on theoretically of Gaza with yeah. the Egyptians blockading. The, and the Israelis blocking. So somehow, MIC also. Somehow, MIC exactly. Also. So somehow they got thousands of weapons in there. Not only not, not only things that they can launch, but guns and everything else. There's going to be a lot of questions asked about the well, intelligence. Now, the breakdown. Biden administration is being blamed for the $6 billion that they released uh, that had been in banks uh, controlled by the United States well, uh, in ba- return for the hostages. Well, the banks in South Korea, actually. Right. Well, figure. Let's face it. We control that. Well, we control the ability of banks to move right. stuff around, and so a lot of stuff had been frozen. But it was South. It was. It was it's money that went to. I think Ku- Kuwait. I think is uh, is where it went. You're correct. And uh, we released six billion dollars. We said it was going to be used for humanitarian needs. Uh, the Iranian uh, delegate uh, at the recent General Assembly here said. 
No, you don't tell us how to use it. So now all my GOP friends are saying, see, they used it six mil. First off, this was a military action that had to take months, months of planning. You don't just do this overnight. They caught the Israelis asleep. Generally, because I've been down there. Like I said, I was down there when there were no huge blockades and checkpoint charlies. First of all, it's a horrendous place to go into. The Gaza, it's packed with people, probably yeah. the most densely populated in the world. Sewage is not working. Electricity doesn't work. And that was back then when it wasn't as oppressive as it is now. Nobody <laughs> wants to take responsibility for the Gaza. You know, the Egyptians don't. The Israelis don't. Even the Palestinian Authority up north, which got kicked out of the Gaza by Hamas, they don't want to have anything to do with Gaza. Hey, listen, if you know, people say, oh, they're refugees. Yeah, they're refugees from Jordan. Jordan wants it back to yeah, no, tomorrow. Nobody wants it. No one would, yeah, they nobody want wants it. And remember, quite a few of the Palestinians that I've met all over the world, and I met in Israel, and I met also in the uh, in the uh, areas uh, uh, of the West Bank, highly educated people who have come to school in America. And I saw them walking around, Rutgers, UCLA shirts. Hey, I know you. I know you. Have conversations. But this is a hotbed of activity. Nobody wants to go in there. It's sort of like, remember what Colin Powell said to Bush 41 about Iraq. If you go into Iraq, you break the vase, you got to put it back together. Now, Bush well, no, 41. I, I think he said you break it, you own it right. or something like that. Bush 41 understood. Don't go into Iraq. Bush 43, his son, proving, hey, I know right. more than my father. We're going to go in there and find weapons of mass destruction. How has that worked out? It is a disaster in Iraq. And Gaza is going to continue to be a disaster where all you can really do is from an aerial position retaliate, maybe from certain areas you send your commandos in. But you're right. Now that they have hostages, what are you going to do if they start killing off hostages one by one? Well, they, they, they know that there's no value in having dead hostages to them. But but And I say to my friends on the left, you address the friends on the right, to my friends on the left who said, you see, this is what happens when you occupy people. No, this is what happens when all the nations of the Arab world join together to just say, go ahead, keep on fighting Israel, keep on fighting. Think about it for a moment. If Saudi Arabia put half what they put into the Live Golf Tournament into building up Gaza, yes. they could do it in a heartbeat Absolutely. and everyone would be happy. Someone called in early and says, why do we keep sending aid to Gaza? The Israelis say, please, someone go in and send aid to these people because we know having people who are unemployed, who can't get reliable electricity, who, who are... But the the people of Gaza have to take some responsibility. They chose Hamas. They are cheering today. Now, they think this is great for them. you got to think like your enemy. I operate in the streets. I have to prepare the guardian angels against criminals who don't like us. If in order to counter them, you got to think like they are. So if you're Hamas and you're their subsidiaries and you're in this box, it's very difficult to go anywhere. And you see that the Saudis are playing footsies with Bibi. He's saying this is the time to go. Because if the Saudis play footsies permanently with Israel, it's over for us. Yeah. Well, it's over for us. You're exactly right. Look, the, you, you have, remember, there's, despite all the people say, oh, it's Iran, Iran, Iran. No. Hamas is Sunni. Correct. Hezbollah up in the north, they're Shia. That's a different thing. And it's not to say that Iran doesn't mind all kinds of, uh, of Mishigas going on around Israel. They, I'm sure they support They join it. together to they kill the little city. They, they, they really don't, don't care. But, at the um at the the at the, the the end of the day there is this sensibility among among the people in Gaza that you know what 
We support Hamas only because they're making sure at least someone's fighting for us right now. Remember, you may you alluded to this. The Palestinian Authority, we did everything possible to prop them up. They got kicked out of Gaza. And they were incompetent. They were corrupt. And it was a mess. But I, I have to tell you, this is a this is a good reminder that as much as people say, all right, let's have a two-state solution, you have to be able to negotiate with someone what a two-state solution is going to look like. Correct. And, you know, I, I, I'm pleased at the fact that I had a chance to sample that area before it got into lockdown to understand nobody wants to go in there. To be honest with you, I wasn't there. Well, that yeah. a few hours. I didn't want to be in there. And it's not like people were hostile to me. They actually back then liked Americans. Oh, yeah, America, blah, 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 blah. Man, this is a a place you just wouldn't want to be. Again, imagine the most condensed populated area without services in the world and hotter than hell because it's in a desert. And terrible brain drain. If you're a talented person and you're you're a Palestinian, not living in Gaza. You're right. As we continue on, left versus right, yours truly, Curtis Lee, Anthony Weiner, and you want to be listening tonight, 12 midnight to 6 in the morning. I'll have more nitty-gritty details from people who are over there with boots on the ground, as there is now war between Israel and Hamas. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone, and this house just ain't no left versus the right in the right corner it's heavyweight king curtis lewa in the left corner it's anthony weiner wow two different worlds steve cohen's world your guy uh no patience he's swapping everyone out goodbye buck show walter goodbye high price veterans if you didn't perform uh, out with the old, in with the new. Uh, yet Steinbrenner, uh, Cashman, Boone, I like them. Maybe we'll get somebody else to do analytics. Two totally different approaches to baseball in New York City. Uh, your guy, Buck Walter gone. Although Cohen said I'm not blaming him. Where I, I was at game 162. He got a very nice, I think a lot of people realize he, he should not be blamed for it. But, yeah, I mean, look, they're cleaning house over there in Flushing. I don't know. I think Cashman is now the longest-serving GM in all of sports yes, he or something. Is. It's pretty impressive. Um, I, I, I like the Steve Cohen approach. Even though I don't like Steve Cohen, I like his approach. It's like I'm spending all this money. What am I getting as a result? This is the old George Steinbrenner approach, except Steve Cohen is nicer about it. Uh, George Steinbrenner Sr. would say out, and he would ridicule you, attack you. Yeah. You know, he would trump you. Before there was Trump. I was never a Yankee guy, but I was always a Met fan, but I always thought everyone should have a manager like Steinbrenner, who like, who's like we are. We want to get rid of the, the, the managers yeah, all I mean, the time you could also. bring Buck back, uh, maybe two times, three times, like Billy Martin, you know. Kind <laughs> of prop him up in the but corner. But actually, the you know, uh, I think your guy is doing best for the fans. He didn't get results, spent all kinds of money, and he's going back to the drawing board, whereas the Yankees, it's sort of like same old, same old. And made some tough decisions. Let DeGrom walk, and that turned out to be the right thing to exactly. do. Exactly, and I was the one saying, you're crazy. This guy is like the best pitcher on the planet. Yeah, in ER, ICU, <laughs> collecting millions. He's going to be a, the, the new Bobby Bonilla, <laughs> collecting checks from the Mets in perpetuity. And then, of course, uh, as we continue on to the break of dawn tonight, again, I can't advise you more thoroughly. You want to be listening. 
because we're going to try to get you information that nobody else is providing uh, from over there. Both the Israeli side, it's a lot easier to get it from there. But from in the Gaza, which is no easy task. But I've developed enough contacts, believe it or not, <laughs> over the years, that there are some people embedded there who might actually talk to me. I don't know how long their phone connection will remain before all of a sudden click. You better be listening tonight, 12 to 6, your place to be, 